socially powered digital marketing show, the Digital Marketer's Guide to Emerging Technology, covering blockchain, cryptocurrency, and social media disruption. Hey there, I'm Aaron Sell, your host of the show. This week, we will be discussing the power of LinkedIn Live and courageous leadership with Rhett Power. Rhett is a co-founder at Courageous Leadership, which is a leadership consultancy that helps you believe again. Courageous Leadership is a combination of experienced behavior scientists, entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, and breakthrough story makers who have worked with and helped grow some of the largest, most relevant brands on the planet, including Google, Snapchat, Major League Baseball, General Mills, Nestle, just to name a few. His second best-selling book, The Entrepreneur's Book of Actions, Essential Daily Exercises and Habits for Becoming Wealthier, Smarter, and More Successful by McGraw-Hill is a guide on how to become the leader you want to be. He is a regular contributor to Inc. Magazine, Forbes, and Thrive Global. Rhett travels the globe speaking about entrepreneurship and management. He has been featured in the Huffington Post, Business Insider, The Hill, Time, The Wall Street Journal, and CNN Money. He developed a love of teaching and service to others in the U.S. Peace Corps. I'm super excited to welcome Rhett to the show. So let's bring him on. Welcome to the Socially Powered Digital Marketing Show. Today we've got with us Rhett Power. Rhett, I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Hey, it's great to be with you, Erin. Yeah, so I, I, I love our story of how we met in Luxembourg. And so we were, what was the, what were we attending? What was the conference? Oh, God. I don't know. It was I like, don't know. I, I know we... Yeah. We go to so many things, or at least we did back when, you know, conferences we, were a thing. We hang out with that week. Uh, what was the guy? It was uh, Billy, Billy Zane. Billy right? Zane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Billy right. Zane. But my favorite part of that was how, like, every single time we went to eat, you were there, This like, every time. Dinner, breakfast. <laughs> yep. it was always Every time we went to eat at the hotel. There was Rhett. I'm up next, actually. I think I owe the next dinner. So So I'm excited to have you here um, with us today. So we're going to talk about, so one one of the things I haven't talked about yet on this show is LinkedIn Live. And I actually don't have access to LinkedIn Live. I know you can apply for it. I just, I haven't done it. So, I mean, what you're doing on LinkedIn Live, and you've been doing it for how long now? Almost two years. It, you've been extremely successful with your LinkedIn lives. It's been, you know, look, I, it's been a, a it, for me, it's been transformative in, in so many ways. I, you know, I hadn't really done uh, when when I got approached by about doing it. I hadn't really done live video or anything like it. I mean, I'd done some TV and some other things like that, but I hadn't really. Like, video wasn't in my sort of uh, wheelhouse or in my sort of consciousness. But it sounded intriguing, so we started Power Lunch Live, and what what's really evolved in as a kind of an experiment for me has been sort of it's now really a, a labor of love, and um, the, the conversations and the business opportunities, uh, the revenue, the partnerships, the things that have evolved out of it. It's why we're going to talk about courageous leadership in a few minutes. It's why that business got started, uh, and you know, the conversations that I get to have with business leaders and uh, thought leaders 
authors, uh, people who are doing amazing work in the world. Um, really, for me, it's just been so critical. Uh, and in COVID, it's been, I mean, it's, it's been fascinating, but even before COVID, um, the, the opportunity to talk to people on a, on a real level and, and get, because the program's about 45 minutes, so we were able to really deep dive into things. And um, so it's just opened so many doors, I, I can't even explain. I, I mean, Who are the types of people that you're talking to on there? I've had everybody from Elizabeth Gilbert to, you know, to- I have to go listen to that one. Marshall Smith to, to um, you know, I've had congressmen on it. I've had Steve Case on it. I've had, um, you know, I've just had so many amazing people like that on the program. Um, and, and to people who are doing startups, like, I mean, the, the, even people that you don't, aren't household names uh, who are doing amazing, you know, startup businesses that, that we will probably know one day. Um, and, and so it's, it's, uh, it really runs the gamut. I, I try to talk to people who are in business. Uh, during COVID, I talked to a bunch of health. I did, I, I did sort of go into some health and psychology and wellness and some things like that, which was actually a great sort of diversion at the time, right? Um, I did sort of what I was calling the, the coronavirus conversations where we'd have health people on and wellness experts. Uh, so. I've, I've, I've had all kinds of conversations like that, but the criteria for me is it's gotta be somebody that's doing something amazing. Um, some people who are you know, writing books, who are leading really interesting companies, uh, somebody that people, that the audience can listen to and learn something from. That's, that's sort of the criteria, which is very broad, I know, but. Right, the Power Lunch Live is every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at noon Eastern, correct? It is. Mm-hmm. And obviously you go to LinkedIn and, you know, of course I'll have links on the website for how to go follow you and connect and, and tune into the show. And it's also, we also broadcast not only on LinkedIn live, but with StreamYard, you can now do, you know, broadcast at the same time on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube and Twitch and other platforms. But, um, so it does allow you to sort of go across different platforms depending on who listens, you know, where you, where your audience is. So, right, that's awesome. That leads us right into courageous leadership, and it was funny when before we started recording this show. It's like that's that's something new, right? Because you weren't doing that before when when we first met. So tell me a little bit about what that is, and you know how that got started. Well, it, it actually came from LinkedIn Live. I had an author on that was recommended to me. I don't even know how Ryan Berman was recommended, but ended up, he ended up on the show with his book, Courageous Leadership, or Return to Courage. And we hit it off, started talking, started, we had, we had the show, we covered the book, and then we just started talking. I was out in San Diego in January. We finally uh, got to meet face-to-face and... Uh, started talking again, you know, kept talking. Um, that was actually last January. I was out again this January and we finally decided, Hey, let's, let's, let's write a book together. Number one. And number two, let's, let's do a company around this, this concept. And, and we started talking about how courage is really the root of success. And, and you, you know, if you look at successful organizations, courageous organizations, um, you look at courageous leaders, um, 
I mean, courage for them to have courageous conversations, to take courageous action, to, to go out and, and, and make the decisions they make takes a lot of courage. And so, um, and then you can also tell then the companies that aren't being led with courage, right? You can, you can see those the minute you, the minute you walk in the door of a business like that, or the minute you talk to a, a leader that's, that's really struggling. So the whole point of courageous leadership was we brought all of our coaching and, and consulting skills and, and teams together into what we're now calling courageous leadership, leadership consultancy and working with companies to get, get that courage back to become courageous organizations. You know, maybe your organization is struggling. Maybe you're struggling on, on what to do next. Maybe you've lost that mojo. Maybe you've lost your, 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 you know, your inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I also, I always tell the story about why this was an important move for me is because I remember, um, I, I remember the day that, um, I remember what it was like day one in our company. And I think we didn't have a, we didn't have a 600 page business plan. We didn't have rules. We didn't have, you know, we didn't have uh, a culture. We didn't have a way that we do things. Uh, and that was, that helped us pivot and move and be uh, agile and, and, and be responsive and figure out what that business was going to look like. And I, and it, you know, we want to help companies get back to that sort of day one mentality where you're, where you're acting on courage and you're acting on faith and you're, um, and that, so that's the whole point of the, of the new business. And um, it's for me, um, I'm excited. I'm really excited about working with companies to get them back into to being courageous organizations because um, I think at that point you can grow, you can, um, this is just a different, you, you change your culture to get back to that day. And, and I think that that's the whole point of it. I, I really love that. And I think that it's more important than ever in today's, you know, whatever, everything that's going on in the, in the world mm-hmm. and, and not only in business, but in your life, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's when you when you resolve to to be a courageous organization or a courageous leader, uh, it changes you in every way, right? It changes the, your your way at home. It changes your way with your friends. It changes your um, the way you think and feel and and act and and it, yeah, it changes you completely. And it change. I mean, you know, this whole idea that we're we we separate work and life and all that stuff is nonsense, right? because we don't. And, and, and so it's about balance. There is a balance, but it, there's no separate. I mean, you are, we so much, all of us so much identify with what we do. And, and that's a big part of who we are, or at least how we identify ourselves and think about ourselves. And, um, and so, it, yeah, it makes a huge impact in your life, uh, kind of in all, in all ways. Yeah, definitely. And I, it's, it is funny how you don't realize, I, I mean, I came from, you know, it's been years now, but I came from, you know, I was working corporate America and I felt like that was two different people, right? The person that went to work at corporate America and then my regular life. And then when I left there and started my own business, it definitely changed everything. It was like work and personal just kind of blend together and there's not really a separation anymore. 
Yeah. And yeah. Um, that's, you know, now that you're out, you know, and you're doing your own thing and you're, you're, I mean, you, there's, you, you're working, you're thinking about work all the time, right? Yeah. It, it is funny. I was, I was just telling you before I was um, visiting my family uh, the past couple of weeks and my mom kept saying to me like, well, are you done with work? And I'm like, I'm never done with work. I always have something I can do, but yeah. I can stop right now to have dinner or to go do whatever it is, you know, that needed to be done. Um, but that's the, you know, the beauty of doing your own thing is that you can control when you work and when you play and yeah. Yeah. And there's a beauty in that and there's a courage in what you're doing. I mean, that's what I I love uh, about entrepreneurs and about people who are doing their own thing is it takes a tremendous amount of courage and it really does to live in that uncertainty and to live in that space. Um, is not for everybody. No, <laughs> it's definitely not. It's definitely not. So there's a couple, I, you, you are a Forbes author, contributing author. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I found a couple of your recent articles that I wanted to talk about. And I think that this is especially timely uh, because November is National Entrepreneur Month. And since we're talking about entrepreneurs, so you put together the, the top four things that entrepreneurs uh, should be doing. So the main four points were, the first one is always put your customers first. Mm-hmm. Second is get your books in order, which I highly, highly recommend. Uh, one of the things that when I started my business, you know, when everybody asks you, what's the one thing you would change? Mine, my answer is always that I would have hired a bookkeeper earlier because I wasted so much time and energy and frustration trying to do my own books. And that's just not my, it's not my strength by any means. So definitely, you know, get your books in order. I would like to know more about this, keep track of mentorship programs and support. And then the last one was, you know, start brainstorming and planning now, which I I definitely think that is, that is good. And then that kind of goes into the other article that I want to talk about, which is COVID and how it's affecting small businesses and then how you should be responding and setting yourself up for success. Because right, as, yeah. as you know, as an entrepreneur, and this, I think it goes back to, I mean, everything just ties in perfectly because it all goes back to courageous leadership and you have to be able to pivot and adjust, especially in, you know, these strange times that we're living in, you can't continue just doing everything the same way you've always done. You need to be looking for alternatives to keep your business going. Yeah. So, uh, you know, going back to your first, the the first, the first article and, and uh, about entrepreneurship month. And, and I think there are several things that you can be doing right now um, that, you know, I know that we're, everybody threw out their plans for 2020. Uh, and and it's hard to think about when we have more closing and more shutdowns looming, and a lot of a lot more uncertainty than there normally is. I mean, businesses. I mean, I mean, you have a ton of uncertainty, but there's let's acknowledge that there's a lot more of it out there now. Um, when I talk about planning and I think about planning, what I what I really talk to a lot of my clients about, and a lot of my uh, customers about, is thinking about it at least having somewhat of a plan. Right. It doesn't mean that you have to see that you're going to that you're going to follow it and that you won't have to pivot and you won't have to make changes. 
but everybody operates a little better when they think they when they think they know where you're supposed to go, how you're supposed to get there, right? And we've had enough. We've got enough data right now. We've had one. We've had closures and we've had shutdowns and we've had. So everybody has a sense of how that might go again, right? So I think you can at least get your head around what the next year might look like. Um, you, you know, there's enough data out there about maybe vaccines, about uh, you know how things are uh, going that you can make somewhat of a plan and let your people know what that looks like and what it might look like in 2021. Um, and the other thing about planning is, look, you can always say hey, jobs are on people's minds or people are concerned about all that. You can say right now, this is what I know right now, right? Next week, maybe a different story. I think people are okay with that. And that, and that sort of upfront and honest approach at least gives people a little bit of direction, a little bit of understanding, a little bit of hope and a little clarity. And I think that's really critical. Uh, critical. Um, in terms of mentorships, I mean, this is a great time to um, think about succession planning, to think about mentoring and bringing people uh, along uh, maybe a little faster and focusing a little bit of time on mentorship programs and um, training and coaching. And, and um, there's, to me, there's no better time right now than then coaching, this is a great time to have coaching for your executives, for your management team, um, and to think about training and, and, uh, and, and leveling up a little bit. Um, because the way things are, we, 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 we don't know who's going to have to step into a bigger role tomorrow. Yep. Right. And um, we may need to do that. Is, I mean, if you have to make some tough business decisions, do you take somebody more senior, more expensive, do you take a junior person that's really, um, really talented, right? And, and we've all been in a position where, I mean, I've been in a position where I've had to lay off people in, in business, right? And, and I've had to make tough choices. And so right now, let's, let's cross train, let's, let's uh, level up, let's get some skills and, and work on mentors, on mentorship and training. Uh, and that's what I meant by that is, is that so this is a great time to sort of focus on some of those things and, and, and turn it back to uh, going back to like, you know, how COVID is going to continue to test small business and, and what you can do. Um, goes, goes back to like what we talked about with courage and day one, I think getting back to your roots and being able to, um, you know, rethink the way you've been doing things. Um, you know, if you've been thinking about redoing the way you do business, this is a great time to sort of maybe root, right? And to completely rethink it. I mean, we don't get that many opportunities in business where we can completely rethink what we're doing. Um, you know, so I, I think this is a great opportunity to redo that. I mean, it's great. I've been working with this, this sort of nonprofit and helping small businesses. And it's amazing to see some of the transformations that I've seen with, with some of the small businesses. I mean, people who are turning their, their, you know, dog grooming businesses into, you know, pet apparel and all kinds of, you know, online things and the bakery now shipping their, their baked goods all over the country, you know? Um, so, I mean, the people who are really rethinking the way they do things and, and, and finding new revenue, I just, I just love those stories of ingenuity and, and, and change and, and sort of rethinking everything and, and, and that coming out with something completely new and, and that they hadn't thought of before. Um, so I, I, that's, I think that's really encouraging. And I think this is a great time to do that, but that means you got to think about, you know, refining your marketing strategies and how you do, 
you know, your focus on digital. I think, you know, that's, that's an absolute necessity today. You're in that space, you, you know, and understanding and having, I think the challenge for a lot of small businesses is and small medium enterprises is, I mean, social is, is, I think most people know a little bit, but it, it, it it's actually tough to get right. And it's, it's complicated to get right. And so, well, and it's even harder now because <laughs> there's so much out there and then, you know, you say one wrong thing and then, you know. Yeah, you... <laughs> yeah no, absolutely. And I mean, it, you know, the, the idea of like Google AdWords and Spin and SEO and all this other stuff, it's like, goes right through, you know, it's because it's, it's more than just being on Facebook or, or whatever. And, and so there is a strategy behind that. And I think being able to, have people that can help you, you know, do that well is, is a challenge. Knowing enough to ask the right questions, to have the right strategy that actually will work for your business. It's, it's not a one size fit all thing. I mean, some businesses work great on, my business worked great on LinkedIn. My business doesn't really work great on Twitter, you know, so I, you know, but I, but I know that. Um, right. So you finding that right thing for you, for what your business is, is important. Um, you know, testing, being able to test new products and services fast um, I think this is a, a great time for corporate social responsibility and, 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 um, and having that, uh, as a part of your, who you are as a business, um, part of your identity, I think is, is something that is, you know, when you're rethinking your business, you know, do you have a social component? And, and so I, I think that those are, you know, the kind of the, some of the things that you should be thinking about right now. And as, as we deal with COVID and we do look at, at 2021 and you start your planning for 2021, I think it's important um, to sort of think about some of those things. Yeah. Do you have any good examples of companies that have, have done something like different? Um, I did see today, I don't, I, I should have like snagged that link or whatever, but I saw somebody had posted about a restaurant that, you know how the, I mean, the restaurants right now, are all pretty much at, you know, whatever capacity, you know, 50%, 25% capacity. And I saw this restaurant that I thought was so ingenious. They had built up in their, their building. So they had like, people would go like climb these stairs or, you know, climb up a ladder or whatever. And so that they were able to fit more people in the restaurant because everybody just wasn't on the main level. I, th I thought that was so cool. Do you have any other examples of companies that you've seen doing cool stuff to keep them going for COVID? Yeah, I mean, the, a couple things. Like, um, I, I, I have a friend that's got a software company, and he, he was in educational software. And eight months ago, he was thinking about closing the doors. And all of a sudden, all every kid in America is at home. And, I mean, his company went from really, really struggling to blowing up to like a, a $15 million business in the last eight months, you know, because uh, I mean, and he had great software. It, it was just maybe a little bit ahead of, ahead of time or right. wasn't striking the right chord. As we know thing, you know, you, you can create a good company, but it might, you just might not be hitting at the right time. Right. And all of a sudden in the matter of, you know, he'd been struggling, he'd been pounding away at this for like five years. And, and, and all of a sudden he's got, you know, his, his uh, educational stuff for, for kids, for elementary school kids is, 
every parent's searching for some solution, right? To keep kids busy and occupied and, and, and learning. Uh, yeah, the, the, the couple others, that, um, the, comp- work, the work I'm doing now here in, in, in North Carolina, Tony, I'm, I'm working on a contract here. You know, they went, um, they've done, you know, in the first couple of months of COVID, they went and, and completely changed the way that they see patients. They've seen 10, over 10,000 people by video in the last wow. couple of months. And they did that almost overnight. They went to video medicine or to online video medicine yeah. overnight, you know, uh, doctor's visits. Um, you could do your doctor visit, visit via a platform like Zoom. And so, um, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just, I think that, that, that blows my mind that, you know, we've, I mean, you look at kind of the way work is now. I mean, we, we, we have pushed telework and remote work way ahead of where, where that was going to be and where, and companies are completely rethinking their whole, you know, on the ground strategy or in the office strategy now, even their whole footprint and how much office space they actually need. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious how, once we come out the other side of this, how things will be like, will businesses, like, are we going to have empty buildings that, you know, people that used to go to work every day now don't? Absolutely. I, I think that, I think that is absolutely going to be a reality. I, I was talking to a friend the other day and I won't mention the organization's name. He runs a, a half a billion dollar charity in New York city. Uh, one of the largest charities in, in, probably the US, 6,000 global employees, you know, worldwide. And he's got a huge office in New York City. He's thinking about downsizing that completely, going to a kind of a, a hot desk kind of space, like a yeah. remote kind of space, very much a lot, lot, lot smaller. Um, and, and letting people work from home and, you know, come in to the New York City when, um, when they need to. And uh, when there needs to be you know, all hands gathering or whatever it is and rent space for that. And then, you know, um, so uh, yeah, I mean, they're organ- I mean, Twitter rethinking their whole work strategy. Yeah, did, they said um, work remote forever, right? Yeah. I've got a friend at Capital One um, just out of college, uh, godson. And, you know, he just out of college for last two, two years ago, graduated works for Capital One. He's been remote for eight months. He's never going back to the office, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so I, think, you know, I think, it's, so I think that is here. It's crazy. And it's, it's funny because, you know, I've been working from home for seven years now and we're, well, working from home or working from wherever. And I've, I've never understood why more people or why more businesses weren't doing that. In fact, when I was at corporate, you know, I worked from home, a, you know, a couple of days a week sometimes and, but they would never make it official. And I never understood why, like you, you're, I have to commute, you're paying for all this space. You're, it just, it never made sense to me. My son, uh, this blows my mind. I had this, he's 16, right? His summer job this summer, his first job was a remote job on the computer. Funny. I mean, that's, that blows my mind. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Leaves are cutting grass or something. Right. physical labor kind of thing. And he's sitting at the kitchen table, you know, typing away, you know, doing his summer job and making like $11 an hour punk. But I mean, that's, yeah, that's where it is. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's definitely a new world we are entering into. Yeah, there are a lot of, there are, it is, and there are a lot of examples of, of companies that are just, they're doing it differently now. I mean, uh, yep. which I think, it, I think is great. Yeah, no, I think, I think so. And I think it's, you know, I know there are a lot of companies that didn't survive and, and I, you know, you feel right. bad for those. You, you do. I, I mean, yeah, I have. Absolutely. Completely get it. Some businesses weren't able to make that change. The ones that have, I, I think, you know, wow, it's, 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 it's fun to see those. Yeah, I agree. Well, so this has been great chatting with you about all, all, th- all these different ideas and, and, you know, entrepreneur type tips. What is, what is the best way, obviously LinkedIn, um, but what's the, I guess the best way to connect with you? I mean, definitely everybody should go check out the Power Lunch Live. Well, you can find me at rhettpower.com, R-H-E-T-T-P-O-W-E-R.com. And uh, that sort of takes you to the, you know, all the writing on Forbes or, or Inc. or what have you. That takes you to LinkedIn Live, uh, uh, the Power Lunch Live show. Um, you can also go to Courageous Leadership that way, um, or you can just go to courageousleadership.io, uh, and that'll take you to our uh, our page. But uh, this has been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, I, owe you. I owe you and Joel dinner um, <laughs> next time. Well, hopefully we'll be able to, uh, you know, start traveling again sometime yeah. soon and be able to catch up with you again in person. Yeah, no, that'd be, that'd be real great. And uh, need to have you on, on LinkedIn Live here soon. That'd be, oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. It'd be my first LinkedIn Live. Great to have you on the show. All right. Thanks, Rhett. You're welcome. I sure hope you enjoyed that interview with Rhett Power as much as I did uh, having that conversation with him. I will be sure to let you guys know when I'm going to be on Rhett's Power Lunch Live. And I just want to say thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on any of our new shows. And if you are enjoying the show, we would sure love a review on your favorite podcast player. And as always, be sure to connect with us on your favorite social media platforms. We are everywhere at Socially Powered, sharing tips, tricks, and the latest episodes on all things social, crypto, and blockchain related. Thanks and have a great day.